Welcome to Market Week in Review for the week ending January 15th, 2021. I'm Chris Kyle, and today I'm joined by Senior Quantitative Research Analyst, Abe Robison. Good morning, Abe. I trust you're doing well. Good morning, Chris. It was another eventful week with no short supply of items to discuss. Today, we'll touch on recent market anxiety over talk of curbing quantitative easing measures, takeaways from President-elect Biden's greatly anticipated stimulus plan, as well as what's occurring overseas in terms of yields and market rotations. Abe, let's start with whispers from earlier this week concerning what's become quite an uninvited word, taper. Jerome Powell was quick to respond here, but what assurances did he provide and what can we expect going forward? Yeah, there have been worries that U.S. inflation could move up sooner than the U.S. central bank expects. Uh, and if it did, the Fed would likely combat inflation by slowing QE. However, Jerome Powell this week said that when the time comes to raise rates, they certainly will do that, but added that that was no time soon. So we expect the Fed to maintain the pace of QE where it has been around buying uh, $120 billion in bonds. Uh, and we, can, we expect them to continue doing that through the end of the year. Uh, we also have uh, inflation data this week, and the year-over-year inflation rate came in at 1.4, and this is well below the 2% uh, Fed target. So they have room to wait. And Powell said that if inflation moves up in ways that are unwelcome, that they have tools for that and they'll use them. They aren't planning to use them now. Uh, and as for the second half of Fed's dual mandate, full employment, Powell said that the U.S. economy was in a good place in February 2020, and the Fed thinks that they could get back there sooner than they'd fear. Uh, he also addressed the jump in jobless claims, which if you pair that with uh, the December non-farm payroll numbers that were uh, disappointing and leisure and hospitality did poorly, uh, you could be concerned. But Powell expressed that there is reason for optimism, since a lot of the contagion effects that they feared hadn't materialized. Altogether, some very good news from Powell and a positive outlook. Given what last year was, it's certainly a good reminder of what fears or anticipations from last March fell short relative to where we find ourselves now. However, there's still plenty of work to be done, which leads me to President-elect Biden's outlining of his $1.9 trillion stimulus package, as formally announced yesterday. Coupled with last week's win for the Democrats in the Senate, how would you describe his position going into the inauguration next week in terms of legislative capabilities and market effects? Yeah, so Biden unveiled his plan to put about $1.9 trillion into the U.S. economy. Uh, there are some concerns around uh, the inauguration and there's been some unrest, but barring anything dramatic, we expect this to go through. And the plan in particular holds quite a bit. Uh, $1,400 per person individual stimulus payments extension of unemployment benefits, including a uh, $400 per week top-up uh, top payment, and an extension of those benefits all the way through September of 2021. There's a direct $370 billion direct fiscal um, uh, state aid, plus some indirect measures as well. Also, $190 billion in public health funding. There's 170 targeted reopening schools. Uh, an expansion of the child tax credit and um, earned income tax credit, as well as an extension of health insurance premium subsidies. It's worth noting that the Fed will not respond to this stimulus at the way that they respond to the Trump tax cuts by slowing, slowly raising rates. Uh, since, as we said earlier, Powell has no plan to exit the QE strategy nor raise rates, this, could, this goes to show that we're early in the business cycle, since usually the Fed will not act this early on. Uh, it's likely that markets uh, had priced in a much lower stimulus number back in December. So this stimulus, paired with a positive outlook from the Fed, 
uh, is good news uh, and would be a good for and would be good for a rotation. Yeah, I agree. And there's no doubt been increased momentum in the market since election news in November. And this continued relief appears to be exactly what investors are anticipating. Lastly, in shifting the conversation globally, there have been interesting developments overseas across market segments. What have you noticed about earlier movements compared to events from last year? Looking more globally since the start of the year, value and small cap stocks have outperformed the broader global equity index. This is thanks to yields increasing and more optimism about the cycle due to vaccine news and more fiscal stimulus. Uh, The Dow Jones Commodity Index has risen as well. Many of the losers of 2020 are outperforming from the start of the year. Uh, Just another good reason to be optimistic for this year. Agreed. And thanks for the details. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Abe, thanks for providing the insight over the wide breadth of topics. And to everyone else, thank you for listening. Stay safe, be well. We'll see you next time.